And we are live. Hello, everybody. Um, today is November 15th, 2018, and this is Cheap Seats. This is our sixth season, our third podcast this year for Cheap Seats. Usually, I'm Hunter Chambers, joined with Mark Studier. What's up, guys? Derek Dungan. And Teddy Hirschfield. How you doing, Hunter? Kevin McCormick Jr. What up? And Kobe Manzo. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, today is all about sports, as usual. We'll kick things right off. The NFL season is in full swing as a playoff picture continues to get more and more put together. It's week 11, and only a couple more weeks left this season. My question for you guys is, who's your MVP that pick this season? MVP. Oh, oh God. I don't know. This week? Patty Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> really? If they had Patty Mahomes over there in Kansas City, it'd be a rough season for them. Yeah, today, I personally think it's really down to either Drew Brees, been playing his heart out all year. True. Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley, because those oh, definitely easily Todd. rest. Nobody else is in contention this year. Yeah. It's really just those three. Well, I mean, I think Kareem Hunt has been having quite the season he as, was, as he of was, like the halfway point. He was silent for the first yeah like first no, five weeks. No, definitely, he was, he was very silent the first uh, few weeks of football. But I think he, you know, kind of showed himself. Eric yeah. Ebron's kind of going off right now. Eric I think he's Ebron's he's oh, doing yeah. pretty decent. Dude, he's not, actually, for MVPs, not, not for MVPs. Not for MVP. No, but I mean, he's a he's having solid a decent tight end season. No, I got him on my fantasy. I you see what he racking on, points. Like, you see what? He, okay, I was going. Um, I think the NFL. Someone posted this. Some major account. They posted that the Lions traded Golden Tate, and then Eric Ebron commented saying, "Trash a word or organization," and like, and he said like they trade away their best player. So this dude's salty. What Ebron's salty? Ebron. We He's salty because he actually knows how to catch passes now in yeah. Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as we've seen, the MVP has been much about just as much about performance as consistency. And if you want to be the MVP, you got to perform it every week in the oh. NFL. Yeah. And the best, one of the better things I saw about Patrick Mahomes was about coming out of high school as far as his decisions and what he was looking to get into. And he would have been a projected first round pick into the MLB, which a lot of people don't know. Dude was throwing like mid 90s in high school and just absolute cannon and a lot of mlb prospects you know they have that kind of speed but he was just an all-around athlete and for him to come to the nfl in the first place was kind of like a whoa big like risk. why is he doing that that was a yeah. big risk for him because that was guaranteed money first round draft pick and i mean obviously it's paying off for him we'll see how his career pans out but that has been something that i thought was really interesting about him yeah i think i think the big thing about the mvp now is that it's not really about like Who's actually the most valuable player? Now it's just all about stats. That's really all. Especially yeah. when it comes to the QB position, it's just all about stats. And also, yeah, I think it the team, how the, your team does. Like, oh, yeah. you're not going to – not like Matthew Stafford, if he put up, like, 5,000 yards and 60 touchdowns, he's not going to win it because yeah. it's the Lions, and they're probably going to go, like, 6-10 and 10 this year. Yeah. yeah. So I know it's kind of off topic, but it's the same thing with the Heisman, too. It's all just all yeah. about stats. And what team it's all about is. stats. Because, yeah. like, a couple years ago when Lamar Jackson won it, Louisville was, like – just not even like ranked all year, and then yeah, they were like they weren't even at the end of the year. Because they weren't even that just because of, of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it was just him. So, all right, we'll move on. Um, the NBA season, what's going on? Uh, that oh, Warriors. God. What's going on with the Warriors? Oh, that the Draymond Green, yeah. Kevin Durant, little beef. Um, yeah, little beef. Uh, I saw them. I saw a picture today on Twitter that they were talking going into shoot around. And what do you think? And also, I saw something else. Um, that uh, he sent out, someone said that, like, uh, anonymous Warriors player said that, like, this is the thing that's going to make KD move on next year. Yeah. Like, this is this was, like, Draymond stepping yeah. over the line. Well, yep. the biggest thing, I think, as I relate 
Steve Kerr's job to a job of Calipari over at Kentucky, and that's oh yeah. You know, you have the great basketball players, but your job consists a lot of managing egos. Yeah. When you get a lot of top prospects like Kentucky and Calipari do, and then you have this Warriors team that's absolutely stacked talent-wise, a lot of your job just becomes managing those egos. Because as a basketball coach, you can only do so much with the talent you have in their teams. And these two have teams that, you know, even Kentucky and Warriors this year, they have teams that have a lot of this talent. And so it comes down to the coaches being able to manage some of those egos, get everyone enough touches. And if anything, they're not going to get We've seen that the Warriors are not going to get beaten by another team just outskilled, outplayed. Yep. If they're going to get beaten, they're going to get beat by themselves. And that is the one thing they cannot allow. Yeah. That's, or to go off of what he, he, go off of what he said, yeah, it's, it's like that's the biggest thing. With every up, there's also a down, and that down with having a lot of stacked players is that they all think that they're that they're the best player on that team, and then that's where you get egos overlapping, and then that's where you kind of get that rift, like how the Warriors have right now. Okay, so do the Warriors need Kevin Durant to win a championship? No. So no, next no. year, if he doesn't sign, do you think Clay Thompson stays with the Warriors? Because both of those, Clay Thompson and uh, Kevin Durant, are this is their last year in the contract. Same with Boogie, but. We all know Boogie's not going to stay. I th- yeah, Boogie will be gone. I yeah. think I think Clay would stay. I don't honestly. Know. I'm, in my opinion, Boogie's definitely going to leave. I know that. <coughs> uh, he's. I think he would leave. And I think I think Clay would leave. I think Clay gets like he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough credit. He's yeah. a great player. I think if he went somewhere else, he could. But he's going up against KD and Steph Curry. Yeah, which is why he's not. You know, he's considered like the All Star of that team. Right. He's just a sidekick. Yeah. Well, then if. This team starts to fall apart next season if Clay Thompson does decide to leave, Boogie leaves, and then KD ends up leaving. Um, do you think that they would be the powerhouse they are, or do you think they'd be significantly worse? It would remind me of them of the 2015 Warriors, like a good team. Yeah. But, but they were not, not, not a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Steph Curry is still going to be a great player in the next oh, no, five, definitely. six years, so he'll still they're, they're still a playoff team with Draymond and Steph because – Draymond's under contract for the next three years. Same with Steph. He's under contract for the next four years. So they're still going to be a power team. Their bench is still ridiculous. With They have a bunch of players on their bench that could be starters on any other team in the NBA. So Yeah, what other teams, NBA-wise, what are we looking at as far as uh, maybe a dark horse team that's coming out of Dude. any conference? Anyone that's showing anything? I don't. I don't see a lot, any, honestly. It's just like projecting for the finals, like. So right now, I mean, I thought the Lakers were going to make something happen, but they have not no, been looking yeah, good at all yeah, this season, man. Right now, uh, in the Eastern Conference, it's Toronto, Milwaukee, and then it's everybody else. I mean, Raptors always look good. Raptors are looking season, good, yeah, like and the Bucks really are. They're ten and four right now. They're looking above seven hundred, and really, the rest of the Eastern Conference is eight wins tops. Yeah. Bucks have 10 wins, 4 losses. Toronto has 12 wins, 3 losses. They lost last night to the Pistons, which was on just a lucky shot by Reggie Bullock. And call it what you want. Yep, call it <laughs> what you want. And then, again, the Western Conference, which I think, my personally surprise of this season, the Trailblazers are standing at 10-4 right now. Damian Lillard's been playing great all year. And um, the Nuggets has also been playing really good this year. And those teams the past couple years, Trailblazers have always been uh, – Top, bottom of the playoff yeah. team, but this year they're Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum have really been stepping up their game and playing like all stars that they are this yeah. year. I think, I think the you know going off of the Pistons, you know, you know they're not a great team by any means. I think they're around the sixth seed for the. They're, playoffs. they're sitting they're at the sixth seed right now at seven seed. and six. So yeah, you know, it's not the you know they didn't have they definitely didn't have the best start, but I think Dwayne Casey, I think uh, he think he can definitely get this team 
to where it should be. I'm know? really got his work do you think, out for him. Do you think Pistons will make playoffs? Yeah, I think I they will. Okay. They're, they're going to make a bottom they six seed. Yeah, yeah, bottom. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know how far they will go. I mean, do you guys think they'll, they'll go anywhere? I don't know. The, the main problem with the Pistons is that they're, the only, they're, they're one of the only teams in the NBA that run with a true five. I feel like they never yeah, have, like, a star. Like, they, they're just, like, a collective. team. star. They have Blake team. Griffin this year, sir. Well, I know they have Blake Griffin, but I haven't been seeing him much, honestly. Yeah, yeah like, some games he'll be really good, or some games he'll just be super off, and I feel like they just need, like, a solid all-around player. Like, for example, Steph Curry in that sense. You know, he's always, I feel like, on his game, he's always going to make something happen. I mean, I don't he know. He never has an so, off so Exactly. Yeah. So, Mark, if Blake Griffin wasn't on the Pistons, do you think they'd be doing this good? Honestly, no. I think Blake Griffin helps them in a sense because we did need a decent player. I mean, Blake Griffin is a four-time All Star. Yeah, I know. So he's just a decent player. He's just old, and he's not even really that old. He's no, he's not really that old. I'm just saying, like, I haven't, I didn't, I'm not seeing what I expected of him. It's the bottom line. I expected a little bit more. I'll be honest. I will agree with you. Like when you watch him play, he does kind of like walk up and down the court. But I think he contributes to the team. Oh, yeah. No, so he definitely contributes, but he's just not what I expected. I he's guess averaging twenty four point five points, four point eight assists. You knocked a nerve in Hunter's mind. Seven point <laughs> eight. He's <laughs> mad, dude. Look, I just you know when you I know saw how much. No, no. You know how much they traded for, to get him to no, Tobias Harris, Boban, all them. Yeah, those are great players that they traded to get a superstar. I. I believe Blake Griffin is a superstar. He's an all-star. He's an all-star this year for sure. He's already dropped a 50-point game, and the Pistons would be nothing without him. Andre Drummond, he's not an all-star. He's a yeah. player that will so grab 20 rebounds and score 10 points, and that is all he will do. Yep. I agree with that. Blake Griffin, he's, in my opinion, he's doing – He's doing what I expect him to do. You know? He's had a better season in the past I couple just thought years he'd with be, the Clippers. I yeah. just thought he'd be more consistent, I guess. I don't know. I just don't see a lot of coming out of him I w- every game. I see what you're saying, but I, I think that he's an amazing no. improvement to the team. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't fair think, enough. I don't think he's the problem. The problem is that the Pistons don't have a good – like they don't have an all-around lineup. They're they're the only team that runs a true five, and Drummond isn't even that good of a five. And he's, you, yeah, you see, m- most teams run you know three guards or three forwards on the floor. None of them have a true five, and that's the problem. And, and they don't have any they don't have any guys that can shoot from the per- perimeter. They mean especially with Luke Kennard out this year. Yeah, especially with him being out and Gr- yeah. Griffin. He's trying to do what he can from the three point line, but I mean he's not you know he's not a three point sh- three point shooter. He's trying to do what he can, but more guys need to step up agree with you guys okay all right we're gonna move on to our next topic um college football playoffs the second year the second week of the playoff bracket came out this week the top 10 stayed the same in alabama at one clemson at two notre dame at three and michigan at four and then the first two are was georgia and oklahoma and then seven eight nine ten stayed the same with lsu washington state west virginia and ohio state do you really think those are going to shake up in the next three weeks i think I don't think so. I think they are because I think hey, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. I think your two wild cards right now are West Virginia and Oklahoma. And the, Al- thing, the thing with West Virginia is that they're sitting at eight and one, but they still have, they they didn't play a game. They didn't play their first game this season against NC State, and that could be a that could be a big game. If I mean, I don't think they're gonna end up playing it, it but, but that could hurt them with the committee. I think West Virginia is overranked. I don't even think they should I don't be. think they're overranked. I mean, I don't think they're getting the top four. I think Oklahoma has a better chance. I don't think they should even be in the top ten, to be completely um, honest with you. But Will I think Greer is playing out of his mind this year. I believe no. they're a top I mean, ten team. Looking at the rest of the top 25, I think nine right there is a good spot for them. I don't think that's an overrank at all. I don't think they're going to get to the top four. 
Oklahoma has a way better chance of them to get in the top Definitely. four. I think they look better than uh, West Virginia. What about Georgia? Do you think they have a chance to sneak back in there? Maybe. Maybe. They're, they're sending I mean, if Michigan it. loses to Ohio State, yeah. they're done. That's the matchup you're looking at. Is the yeah, so. Yes, I, that's, that's, that's the big-time matchup you're looking at that will shake up a good amount of rankings Z because I'm kind of mentioned, yeah. was joking around earlier about the SEC having an off week and Alabama maybe, you know, going up against the Citadel and not having any real competition. And, you know, they're a lock, obviously, but you look at those big matchups and those are the ones that, yeah. you know, whatever the result may be, those are the ones that are going to shake up the – now, do you think if Michigan were to win against Ohio State and, let's say, Bama played them in the Final Four, do you think that they'd be able to hold their own? No. Michigan no, at all? You know Bama's what? walking away with it this not year. At all. I'm saying it right I now. Bama's I, I agree with, with you guys in that Bama, sense, but Bama's I don't think it'll be a blowout. Rally. I think it'll be an okay game to watch. What I think is that you look at the top four teams, look at the top ten teams. You're just talking about a West Virginia who has, you know, maybe not the most talented team, but when you put someone who has a lot of ability at quarterback, like a Greer, mm -hmm. that can take your team to a certain level. And obviously that's not everything because you need the rest of your team to really, you know, bring up behind that and yeah. really manage the other aspects of the game. But if you look at that, those top teams, Michigan with Shea Patterson, and don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback, but – it's not Shea Patterson that carries Michigan. It's all the other aspects of their team. It's their defense, it is. honestly. Their defense, their defense has just been absolutely swarming the ball. The offensive line, tight ends. It's these position groups that you don't hear a lot about from other teams. That's what holds Michigan together. And Michigan does not shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They're, they're, they're an old-school team that knows are. how to play. They're playing old football, football, man. And they are, and they're playing solid football all around. So, you know, that when they go against a talented team like Alabama. Now, Alabama also has they're pretty much shooting on all cylinders. But if you go up against another team that has, you know, a couple superstars or people that are very talented, all it takes is one quarter or one play even for those superstars, you know, that talent, it lapses one play, and you have Michigan who is just steady in all facets of the game. And that is sometimes in a championship, that's what it comes down to. So I think Michigan would fare against Alabama better than teams. Definitely. I think it would be a better game than, you know, per se that – how was it two or three years ago where State played them and yeah they lost yeah and they and it was it was ugly yeah and that game got out of hand really quick it really but, was but that's where you see the lapses and it's just small things little lapses in the game and that turns into a lot of points on the board Definitely. and that's where Michigan capitalizes because they don't have those lapses mentally or physically I think the I think the like the I think Michigan the top four I honestly think that besides Bama I think they're the second best team in the top four right now. But the only problem is that you could combat that and say, well, Notre Dame, they're sitting at three, and they beat U of M. Yeah, so, so true. But what do you what do you guys make of Notre Dame this season? They, do they, they look have, good? They do you book, guys? As long as they have Ian Book, then they're, it's really their game to lose. As long as exactly. I think yeah. the game against – they played against Michigan. Ian Book wasn't even playing that game. Yeah, was he was hurt or something. No, yeah. no, he was just benched. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. just benched. He and didn't start. They, that was a close game, I think, because Ian Book wasn't Ian playing because play. he's been playing lights out ever since that game after they benched that kid. Yeah. And then what? what's the – Ian Bush, you said? Brandon. Brandon. Wimbush. Wimbush. Yeah, he – after they benched him, he they have been looking lights out, Notre Dame has. And I think they're the team that's going to be in the national championship yeah. with Alabama. Mich and Michigan, I think it's going to be a great game. Michigan, I think they could hold their own. The only thing that kind of trips me up is that they remind me of LSU, a good defense and a – pretty decent offense you know obviously you know their quarterback isn't the star of their offense it's a lot of things around them but LSU they, they they really remind me of LSU you know a good quarterback not a great one but a good one with a 
another offense with a good, you know, some good guys around them, but an amazing defense. And LSU still let up, what, 24 points to Bama? Yep. So I mean, the didn't they shut them out? Well, ba- if Bama I, shut out if I'm wrong. Bama in Baton Rouge. Shut out LSU. Yeah, that's what in I mean. Baton Rouge. Yeah. In Baton Rouge. Bama shut out LSU, and LSU left 24 points, which honestly isn't that bad. Yep, 29-0, like, to zero. 20, no, okay. Alabama. Okay, no, but, I mean, it was I, – I did not expect LSU to get shut out. I expected them I, to put at least I some I, points on the board. Their offense is not the strong point. Of no, the definitely not. Definitely I think you're 100% right when you say their defense is probably their strongest – um, strongest part of the team, but I don't know. I just didn't expect that out of them. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Um, the first week of NCAA men's basketball is finally over. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. We've had some great games so far. Oh, Last yeah. night with Michigan-Villanova, just nobody expecting that game to happen like that and the outcome that it happened. So what do you guys think so far? Zion. <laughs> right here Zion I have the – I have the One word. Zion. I have the ESPN page pulled up, and the first thing is, can Duke freshman compare to the Fab, the fab Five Isn't from the something? Michigan? Yep. You look at Zion Williamson, six foot seven, 285 pounds. That's crazy. And you have someone of that size and already obviously drawing LeBron comparisons LeBron because of just of his stature and the way that he moves and how athletic he is. And the great comment by Steve Kerr the other day, although he couldn't say his name specifically without probably getting fined, Steve Kerr, he was asked about, you know, the Duke, and no, he says no, but I saw some kid on Duke last night who was pretty impressive. My goodness, I thought LeBron was a one-shot <laughs> deal. He says, I thought Jeez. LeBron was a one-shot deal, but apparently the guy's next coming. And just that, getting that respect from one of the in the league, you look at someone like that and, you know, his potential, there's a lot that he can do with that stacked Duke team. I mean, obviously that's... Who said that quote? I'm sorry. Steve, I didn't Kerr. Kerr. Steve Kerr. Okay. Steve Kerr. So with that stacked Duke team, and you have Zion Williamson, RJ. Well, Zion Williamson has been outscored by the other freshman. Exactly. Like one recruit, RJ Barrett. I was about to say that. Yeah, like Zion Williamson isn't even the Zion. best player on that team. Yeah, well, Zion. I, I definitely believe he is the best all-around player on that team, but R.J. Barrett has outscored him, and it, that just goes to show the talent. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned Cam Reddish, the third all-star uh-huh. freshman. They yeah. have one, two, three. This is the a, top three. This looks like a good team. Duke knows year, how to too. put this, together a team. This, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know Duke, you know, they have the reputation of being, you know, a good recruiter and being a good team. But this is the first year where I'm actually, like, relatively blown like, away. scared of it. I'm blown yeah. away by yeah. the talent. They're, they the, they're they, the warriors of yeah, college they, I mean, basketball. They've yeah. always had talent every year. But, you know, not like this, they've man. had some years where they've had talent and then they just did not exceed expectations in the tournament whatsoever. Having yeah. losses in the first, second, third round, you know, not getting – to the Elite Eight Final Four as how they u- usually do. But this year, they look they, they look good. Like, they, I'm actually – Two games in, and people are already saying they're going to win it all. I've thought of before they even play games. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, if yeah. I'm not trying to if brag no one, or anything. If no one Thanks, gets hurt, If no one gets hurt for Duke, I mean, yeah. yeah that would, so they should be, be walking away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this could be wraps from the, be- from the beginning. This but like you said now, like we were talking about earlier, now it's about – Playing within each other's and not letting the, the uh, yeah exactly not letting yeah, yeah not Same losing themselves. Yeah. I was looking at uh, the Duke uh, and Eastern Michigan University's uh, highlights and just watching Zion just dunk it over and over again was kind of um, oh, yeah, yeah that alley oop that he had, had. yeah, yeah his dunk went viral. Was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Zion Williams it was drawing uh, he's LeBron some, comparisons. He's got some good skill. And also, let's talk about that Michigan game last night beating number eighteen Michigan beating on beating up. 
Villanova on the road in Nova's house. What was the, the final 46 score? It was like 70, I want to say like 74 to like 48. Something like that. I mean, it was. It was, it was not. Close. It was like the yeah. 70s or the 40s. Uh, I know. I, by almost 30. I know. I got confused because I was. I was just going through stats really fast. Yeah, it was 73 to 46. Yeah, so almost a good solid 30. Yeah, I, I remember I was going through stats and I was getting really confused because I was just going through it really fast and I saw Michigan playing Nova and I thought it was football. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was confused. I'm like, they let up. Set, they, I'm like, first of all. Mission scored 44 in one half, and then they let up 17 in one half. I'm like, oh, it's basketball. But still, <laughs> I was, then I was even more blown away. I'm like, that they're playing against the defending national champions. Yeah, and, that's, them out. and yeah. that's a I statement had. win that you look for, especially for a program like Michigan. You look at Michigan, that's a statement win at the beginning of the season, and that's where a lot of these coaches are. You know, they got a lot of new talent on these top teams, and you're looking for a statement win like that. You're trying to teach these guys who are just coming to these big schools, you're trying to teach them how to win. So you look at a Duke versus Kentucky where they blow them out of the water. Well, not only is that showing the talent of these freshmen, but it's showing them how to win, how to win in a big game, and how to win in a big way. Mm -hmm. And so that is really important for these top teams with all this all-star talent. And that was a statement win for Michigan. And they're getting a lot of their young guys to just really buy in. And that is something that can carry them with a lot of momentum into the season. Yeah, really. Michigan must have had a re reoccurrence of uh, uh, Mo Wagner as Wagner. Ignace. Yeah, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. How do you say that name, Mark? Wagner. Ignace Braz. Braz. Anyways, <laughs> I don't I, I, I 6'7 from Ontario dropped. 19 points last night as he